0: Hi, it's Joey. And Thuta, Please leave a message after the beep. <laughs>
1: I'm joking.
0: <laughs> Let's try again. Hi, it's Joey. And Thuta, And we are the co-founders at Leho. Leho is a social impact brand where every purchase
1: supports a social cause. Our It's Call to Care series consists of all things kind, caring, and cool. We focus on topics of sustainability, running a business, helping people in need, and just general topics that people can relate to, really. So subscribe, save, share, and stay kind. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. For those who don't know, um, Craig is actually one of our customers and he reached out to us on an email at a time where, you know, I really needed to see it and I think Boota did as well. You know, I think it it was beginning of January, if I'm not, was it beginning of January or sometime around then? yeah yeah and um it was just yeah we, we hit a bit of a breaking point it was a new year still the pandemic back in lockdown so we were you know just a bit I guess confused as to where we were going and our vision and everything and, and I think Craig really put us back in our place and inspired us to kind of continue and motivate us so I'll let you kind of introduce yourself and tell your story because I feel like you'll tell it much better than I do
2: <laughs> yeah so the the shortened version really was my dad passed away in December 2019. It was it was really such a struggle. Um, he was my best friend. He was my confidant. He was my right arm or my left arm, however you want to, to put it. We were never separated, and he was just a huge, huge part of my life. Um, I never realised just how much of a struggle it was going to be Um, and if I'm honest it continues to be that struggle but it does get easier. Um, The story in terms of Leo was that around about January um, this year I'd I'd gone down to visit my mum and she had looked at my feet and noticed there was holes in my socks and um she said oh you'll have to get new socks and and if I'm honest it was really just the last thing on my mind I, I I I I couldn't care less about getting new socks I couldn't care less that I'd had holes in the soles of my socks um it might have been something I cared about a long time ago but no um and I began to think after that conversation. You know, my dad wouldn't want me not to be taking care of myself or or, 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 not looking after my well-being. And and I and I guess that you know, I I started to think about that a little bit more. And I thought, oh, I'll buy some socks. But <laughs> um, I stumbled across Leo site really um just looking online to buy socks and um, but what really struck me was that and i think the website made me smile it what what really what was really important was the the socks were brightly colored the the they had a smile to them, they the a bit of laughter, and that's something I hadn't had for pretty much over a year. Um, I I had lost that in myself, and I, I and I did I caught myself smiling and thinking, well, th- this is nice, and I thought I must have these socks. But then, the more I read about the story behind the pair of buying the pair of socks and donating another pair of socks to the homeless, and then, you know, you, you, your other. Um, wonderful products like the water bottles where you you provide water to 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 those that need it simple things um making a huge difference and and that was what encouraged me to become a customer but also encouraged me to tell you that little bit about my story as well
1: that's really lovely yeah no thank you and maybe tell us a bit about yourself like you know just your story and you know what you do because you know you do a lot of stuff, I guess you mentioned with like volunteering stuff, but just a bit of background.
2: Yeah, so the pandemic's changed a lot of things in terms of the volunteering that I did. But my background is I mean, I've always been involved volunteering or with charitable causes. Um, I, I can go back quite some time and <laughs> say the, the, the first real um, volunteering I did was with the Boys Brigade, which um, I'm sure everyone knows is is a nationwide or a worldwide organization. And I was 36 years in the Boys Brigade as a boy, and then subsequently an officer looking after boys. Um, that, That was a huge part of my life, that really, I, I guess provided a structure to to know that I always wanted to do these kind of things work with particularly work with children I I I, I guess I see myself as a little bit of Peter Pan I, I just feel I've never grown up and and I guess that's a good thing in a way um and that that really was I guess a starting block um, for me volunteering from that um youth clubs I, I began to run some youth clubs that spanned um, or our, our came as a result of the Boys' Brigade, and that was for boys and, and girls, and, and again, I set up and ran that. Most recently, and I guess the, the thing I'm most passionate about is that I do a lot of volunteering for a local charity in Aberdeen, where I come from, called Befriend a Child. Um, Befriend a Child is a local organization that looks after youngsters um, who are vulnerable, who maybe come from difficult home circumstances, um, and need a role model, or need somebody to meet on a regular basis, just as a distraction from maybe all the difficult things that are going on in their life.
0: Yeah.
2: I've looked after four boys over a course of 20 years in that organisation, and I currently look after a boy and I've, I've looked after him for now six years. The motto of the organisation is turn a frown upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, so passionate about the organisation because you can see the results.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That it, yeah. The, and the difference that it makes. Um, it's such a simple concept the the concept is just taking out a child for every fortnight for two three hours but the difference that can make to some of these children is is massive simply because of the the difficulties that they're having at home yeah wow
1: that sounds up my street as well i love doing (laughs) that i think even like you know from a young age i've always i guess going to an international school we were always kind of pushed to make a difference but there was always a part of me that knew that there were three things that would make me happy and just forget about whatever my worries are and even till this day you know I could be surrounded and I'm never really alone I either with my family or friends and I'm always surrounded by people but then I can still feel so lonely but the one thing that I feel like makes me forget about anything and just takes me to I guess a whole new world is just volunteering or working with people which is you know when when we do our outreaches it's just like I'm not thinking about anything and my focus is just with them and it just makes such a big difference in my personal well-being and mental health and it just you know it's it feels a little uh, hole in my heart and it's just really really nice and you know the work that you do also sounds really amazing and it's just you know um I think last year I tried to do, but befriend an elderly as well. I always, there's always oh, a space you. in my heart for, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then yeah, I just got really busy. And I think the application process was really long and then I started to lay but I think, you know, that's definitely something I would want to do in the future as well, which is really, really nice. So
0: yeah. Definitely. Like, thank you so much, Craig, for taking the time to share your story firstly and for being so transparent with us as well. It's yeah. it's just really refreshing. and so nice to be able to finally meet you, um, <laughs> even if it's through Zoom. But um, yeah, like, how are you enjoying your experience with Welland? Can you tell us a little bit about you know, what impact it's made on you as well?
2: I think it's, you know, the charity talks about the impact that it makes on the children. Mm -hmm. and and that without a doubt is 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 primary but i would go far as far to say that the impact that it's made on me personally is just as big i think i wouldn't be the person i am now had it not been for volunteering and i i think that what it does, or what it did for me, it still does. Is it it it, it takes you out of your comfort zone, it mm-hmm. it 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 brings home realities, which I think is important to understand. I think we can all get very much, um, sometimes caught up in our own bubble, and 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 not be aware of what is happening in the outside world, and not be aware of the struggles that some people do have. Yeah. And I, th- I think um, that I've had a lot of struggles this past year and, and a bit that I never imagined I would have had, but having the volunteering, having that still behind me made such a difference. Meeting that young boy, I didn't meet him as much because of the pandemic, but when I did meet him, it 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 made me forget a lot of my troubles even if it was just for that one hour or that two hours yeah. it made me forget mm. about me and put the focus on him yeah and mm-hmm. and that i think is is for me what it's all about it's about and and he's been great for me too you know um you know he he is only a child he's 13 but he's been wonderful for my own mental health too and um, i don't know i i i think he's he's made such a difference i don't think i would be moving forward the way i am had it not been for him
1: yeah
2: um i yeah. think it's so so important to to just sometimes break away from your your own comfort zone your own problems and and focus a little bit on others because focusing on the others will, will then i think help yourself
0: yeah yeah it was, it's so nice to have that sense of connection as well with the people that you know, you're working with volunteering with um i think it's so important like it's great that you're doing it on a regular basis as well. So you can actually build that relationship and it's just so much more than just, you know, volunteering. It's, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's for your own men- mental health and also helping that other person. And you're kind of building a friendship too in a way, right? Yeah. So totally. there's, yeah, that's overall impact is, I think is um, a lot more than, um, yeah.
2: You're you're creating lifelong friendships as well, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just because it's through that charity, I mean, our relationship through the charity will eventually end, but Mm -hmm. our relationship together will never end, I mean, I'll always be, hopefully always be part of his life. Um, and I hope that he'll always be part of my life too oh
1: that's nice you should send this to him so you can uh, have a little, little listen <laughs> and I think yeah. uh, you know, like compassion and empathy and stuff it does teach us you said you learned a lot from them and I actually you know feel the same way I think most of my important lessons obviously come from you know life experiences and friendships relationships and stuff but the core kind of of who I am comes a lot from the things that I've done for people in need, or just like, because it really does put you in your place. And it does, like you said, make you forget about your troubles. And, you know, it's yeah. that connection and having, it's just that compassion, you know? And that that whole, I think people underestimate how similar we all are to each other. It doesn't matter, you know, our color, our age, You know who we are. We're all pretty much the same. And you know, whenever we speak to, or if we ever volunteer, like I remember, I volunteered with um, an orphanage school, and I just remember thinking, like, you know, all these kids growing up, they were really happy playing ball and stuff. And I was like, we were exactly the same. It's just kind of in different environments, you know. So yeah, I think that's really, really nice to have that, like you said, you know, connection.
2: I I think we are all the same. I think one of the things that's been really crucial for me this past couple of years I, I I've had to open up quite a lot um about feelings and emotions and and things that I, I always did with my dad but with him no longer there I, I I needed a sounding board and I I ended up talking to a lot of different people um close friends and and sometimes strangers also, um, and, and you know, counselors and and many different people. But one of the things that really struck me was that we all have struggles, mm-hmm. we all have difficulties, and you know, the, the there's not a panacea out there, there's not a you know, there's nobody out there who is who who is living the perfect life without without something that they're having to deal with and i think n- not that i felt good that other people were struggling i i don't mean that but it did feel good that sometimes you can have that connection and mm-hmm. i think that's really important
1: yeah definitely yeah and you know we always talk about you know the the phrase feel good do good or do good, feel good. <laughs> um, And it's like, you know, can you really feel good by doing it? And, you know, personally, I think you can, because it's like, like you said, you know, you're really taking yourself out of your bubble and really connecting with them and helping them. And it's just a whole different experience, you know, than speaking to like a normal friend or whatever. And, you know, that goes without saying, we're not saying it's, it's, we don't we're not saying that we feel like good that someone else is less fortunate and we're having that connection but it's just being able to help makes you feel more like worthy and it makes you feel more I guess whole (laughs) yeah true yeah Yeah. and yeah and you're right in terms of you know opening up I think the last year or two years I mean I still struggle opening up and the more people you talk to I feel like strangers sometimes are always the best (laughs) people to open up to Yeah. yeah but um yeah no we'll, we'll keep going I guess yeah do you have any kind of I guess top tips on opening up or getting through like your tough days you know yeah
2: I I, I think to be brutally honest every day since my dad has died has had a tough element to it um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm actually, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, everything is okay now because it's not. Mm-hmm. But I think what I've noticed getting through tough days, it is the small things that matter. It is really, you begin to notice the little things and it is then the little things that make the difference. So it's not, it's not the big the big life-changing moment or the big decision to move house or to go on holiday, not that we could go on holiday last year, but it's not these big, to me, it's not these big decisions that, that, that make the difference. Sometimes the most amazing thing for me has been just going for a walk. Yeah.
0: um,
2: just going for a walk. um, And even, I, you know, I started to do something I don't think I would have ever done before, which was just smile and say hello to a stranger as I passed them, mm-hmm. and. Th- again that's such a simple thing but you know when when everything's going okay and you're in your little own bubble you you maybe don't notice what's around you but then maybe sometimes when you are struggling a little bit you begin to notice things i sometimes think a little bit more clearly and you and and back to those little things like smiling at a stranger you know um a skype call with a friend you know uh, I, I won't name names on here in case he sees it because you would be so embarrassed. But you know, I have a, a really good friend that's been there unconditionally for me mm. since my dad passed away. And, and 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 that's been so important. It's just a Skype call, but it's been so important. Just mm. talking to somebody. Um meditation, I guess as well. That that's something that I've started doing. Um and th- that's been a great help to me um
1: nice. how was yeah no I tried um so my sister's got into meditating she's like you have to try it um mm-hmm. I always feel like every time I meditate I just end up thinking about other things but I do really need to try it yeah it is how, how long have you been I guess meditating for
2: well I really probably just a couple of months um it's an online um class um it's actually a buddhist meditation class
0: Um,
2: and they 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 do they 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 do lots of different courses and meditations um they have a big calendar of events but they do a lunchtime one which is half an hour and it's 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 really it's, it's really worthwhile yeah
1: No,
0: that's really nice. No, I I wanted to add on the meditation thing because my mom is really big and passionate about that as well, and I've been trying to do myself. And Joey, you mentioned like you know when you meditate, I feel like people start to overthink things, and then usually you're supposed to just focus on nothing or just something. But apparently, my mom was saying like don't let that stop you. Um, If you have to think about other things, then just think about it and just you know meditation is kind of like you time it's me time I guess um and then just sit and then if you have to just think about things think and um yeah just find how you can kind of navigate through your thoughts and find like a state of peace I suppose so um that's like one tip from my mom anyways uh, for meditating and I think there's so many different ways to do it but um, yeah, it's just one of those things. And I think it's great, a great way to kind of, you know, get through like a tough day, whether it's if you do it at the end of the day or in the beginning, or like you, Craig, during lunchtime, mm-hmm. um, just kind of seeing what works for you. Um, and I think that's kind of also key to finding out how you can um, turn your crown upside down, I suppose.
2: And <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. Totally agree. Um I, I've actually found the meditation quite hard. Um so like like you said, it can be very hard to switch off and 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 I mean they teach you to have a clear mind. Um that is the ultimate goal. But if that's very hard to achieve, particularly I I guess in in, in our society where, you know. Particularly when you're working or running a business and everything's happening and everything's going a 100 miles an hour, it's really, really hard to achieve mm-hmm. that. I mean, I've found it difficult, and and but one of the things that's taught me is that I've got to keep trying at this, yeah. and and you know, because it's hard, maybe is because it's making a difference, mm-hmm. um. know if it was easy then i don't need to do it yeah but um so i i think from that perspective it's something i'll i'll continue to do
1: yeah consistency consistency is key yeah i do need to try it (laughs) (laughs) um i think you're you're also right i think now you know we're being fed like thousands and thousands of information more than our brain and memory can even handle You know, every single minute, whether it's social media, everything, our brains are constantly receiving information. So it just makes it so much harder than, you know, generations ago, because now it's just a whole new level of, you know, our brains are just wired differently. So I think, yeah, it it probably comes to, I guess, consistency. And I guess, you know, that leads me on to speaking of like, you know, feeding brains with loads of information. We have a lot of busy bees out there. And, you know, people not knowing, I guess, how to commit their time towards doing good. And I guess what would be your, you know, because you do a lot of good, whether it's, you know, buying from businesses that give back or volunteering or taking your time off. What do you what would you suggest for people who are just super busy working nine till nine weekends? They want to prioritize to see their friends or family. Um, how would you, I guess, suggest them to make positive impact? And feed that into a schedule.
2: Yeah, I, I I think, I I think if you feel that you you've, I I think when you start volunteering, I I think because of the rewards that you can get from it, it will automatically fit into your schedule. I think you will actually end up making that time for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of companies now. Um, actively encourage volunteering and will actually in, in in some instances give you time back to do that um, I think f- for me I did volunteering and um, when maybe I didn't have the time and and had a lot of other things, but I was quite happy to maybe let the other things maybe take a little bit of backseat because it was the volunteering that gave me so much self worth and 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 actually gave me the most the most pleasure. And I mean, okay, if you're working nine to nine every day, uh, you know, fitting that in is extremely difficult. But you know, even a simple thing like buying a pair of socks from your fantastic company doing that simple thing is making a difference mm-hmm. um and i i think even connecting with different charities and organizations that you feel passionate about a lot of these organizations are always looking for volunteers even if it's just an hour a week or or a couple of hours a week um i i, I think you know we, we can all do that um and it's a feel good factor that you, you get from it.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, so I, I remember beginning of January two years ago, I had hit a, quite a low point in my life as well. And I um, this was at the beginning of my master's, before I met Thuton, before Leho ever started. And I was just searching for different ways to help people because I knew, even at a young age, that what would make me happy, like I said before, what would make me forget is volunteering or helping someone in need. So I was looking at crisis centers um, and then I was looking at the befriend and elderly. And then I wanted to train, I was I got into mental health because I was very passionate about just, you know, raising awareness for mental health. So then I joined this um, crisis center, I did the training, and then I had a breakdown because I was like, if I can't even help myself, how can I help someone else? <laughs> um, and then eventually, you know, we started Leho and then I we kind of I kind of dedicated my impact there. So yeah, I definitely think, you know, there, there is a point where you might feel before you even start volunteering, say you're not feeling amazing or you're a bit sad, it is the consistency. Maybe the first time might not go as planned or the second time. But that having that consistency of impact really does make a big difference.
2: Yeah, definitely. I th- I think I think actually the time to volunteer is maybe when you're not feeling so good. No. Um, you know, or or maybe when you actually feel that you know you. Or question whether you should do it because I I, I think if you go into to uh, particularly talking about mental health for example, um, I mean talking about mental health, I, I I think you know we all have a mental health and to to be volunteering if, if you consider your mental health to be perfect, I in in some in some respects I I, I think. If, if, if you acknowledge your your own struggles it, it it's a great way of helping other people mm-hmm. with theirs um and I you know i I don't think there's any right or wrong time to start volunteering but i I certainly couldn't have done without it recently
1: yeah yeah no that's good yeah. Now i want to do more yeah. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing an outreach on wednesday so i'm really excited about that so, yeah yeah no it's good and i think you know during the toughest times the things that really do put us back in our place is just being with people it doesn't have to be volunteering it doesn't have to it's just really being there with family friends strangers you know and just really connecting i think the human connection is what a lot of people underestimate especially if your mental health isn't great you know you don't want to speak to anyone but The one thing that will probably get you through that is really just speaking to someone and it doesn't have to be about your feelings but it just having that human connection and just being with people is you know what will probably help as well.
2: Mm. Yeah definitely I mean I I think the pandemic has had a huge huge effect on people's mental health Mm. Um, and I, I think that's from an isolation point of view, and not having that human contact. Mm -hmm. um, You know, we, 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 we're human beings, we need to be with other human beings. It's just a natural process. And we, we need that personal connection. And as great as things are like Skype and, and, and Zoom and everything for, for, for connecting with people, it doesn't, it doesn't replace that actual, you know, physicality of being together um and I, and I I believe that you know the the pandemic is 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 a huge thing we've had to deal with but I think after that's passed I think people's mental health is going to be something that we're we're going to have to really look at and that's going to be I don't want to say a crisis, but I think a lot of people are going to come out of this and need help with their mental health.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did a mental health podcast the other day and, you know, statistics are rising. And even me, like, I, I always feel a bit scared going out now, not because of, not necessarily because of, you know, coronavirus, but it's just more, I'm, the past year we've just been in lockdown and we've been so used to, you know, living at home, and then suddenly going back into the real world is just a bit scary. So I think, yeah, a lot of people will be going through that. And yeah.
2: Definitely.
1: I think it's, it's, I think we mentioned in the podcast that it's about taking
0: baby steps. I guess um, never, obviously it's nice to push yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes, but also making sure that you know, you're know you taking care of yourself. You're not forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to. And um, yeah. And kind that kind of, our last question um you know now i feel like obviously growing up we've learned a lot about ourselves and then through um the our jobs and you know our volunteering and everything like i feel like we we're still learning but um we have a better idea of what works and what doesn't and um if you were to ask to to give advice to your younger self um right now what would it be
2: um a really good question.
0: Um, <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> I
2: I I think the advice I would definitely give to my younger self is, um, that the past is the past. I I think, um, you know, I heard this phrase that the past is the past. The future is not predictable. Um. But it's the present that's important and that's what we can influence. And I guess that comes a little bit from the meditation side of things, which tries to teach you to be in that moment and not think about what's coming next and not think about what has gone before. And and you know, from a from a personal point of view, I I, I think a lot of the time we 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 get very hung up on things that have happened in the past and things that we have maybe done or regrets or things we would have done differently. And and I know for myself that that's a huge thing. That is a, that is a big part of my life that I'm working on now. Um, not that I have any major regrets, but everybody looks back and I think it's looking back and not trying to change anything because you can't change the past but you can change the present and hopefully that in turn will will change the future so um yeah I I I think I would be a wee bit more worldly wise
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that was beautifully said I I literally I completely agree there was this I don't know if this is the best reference it's like from a chick flick but (laughs) it basically said um it's from I think it's 17 again and they basically said you know when you're young everything feels like the end of the world which is so true you have one problem Mm -hmm. and it's just like you know we we do dwell in the past quite a bit and I do personally as well I do look past at like past yeah things that have happened and I try and replay that in my head and think of all the what ifs and for what if I did this or what if I did that Mm -hmm. but then that stops me from you know living in the present and doing things because I'm just really living in the past and then if you think too much far in the future then you can't predict like you said you can't predict the future so you know no one predicted COVID-19 so you can't predict anything that's going to happen so the best way to live is in the present and just take every day but as it is
2: totally Totally agree.
1: <laughs> but yeah, oh, thank you so much. It was really, really lovely having you oh, on here. I'm sure we got a lot of words of wisdom, and I'm like ready to start <laughs> working again.
2: <laughs> I was lovely. Yeah. Talk to you both. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was nice to meet you as well. <laughs>